Hi friend, it's 2020. If you're anything like me, this year has been hard. Have you had days that feel confusing, disappointing, or just totally overwhelming? Especially in times like these, and really no matter what life stage you're currently in, do you find yourself looking for something real? Do you ever stay up late at night wondering if there's more to this world than the chaos in your social media feed? Maybe like me, you wonder about things like restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love. And truth, I am on an imperfect journey of pursuing Jesus Christ and what it looks like to find those things in a relationship with Him. It's a journey I committed to years ago when I dedicated my life to following Christ, and it's a journey I invite friends to explore with me, even if, and honestly, especially if you're just not so sure about Jesus. So for those who are wandering, wondering, skeptical, or just need some encouragement, we all need encouragement these days, don't we? This podcast is for you. Please come along with me as we journey together towards finding something real. Welcome back to the Finding Something Real podcast. This is Janelle Wood. I'm your host. And I'm excited today to introduce the theme for July 2020. If you listen to this podcast, you know that we started 2020 talking about clarity. Clarity is all about finding what's real and looking for what's authentic. And each month we've been talking about different topics that sometimes I personally struggle with. And you know what? This month, we're talking about finding joy and laughter and hope, even when things feel overwhelming. (laughs) I could use that. I can use it especially right now, especially right now. And July, traditionally, July hopefully means summer breezes, warmer weather, a chance to focus on what really matters. But you know what? Maybe for you, it's not like that. And I pray it can be, but even if it's not, even if you feel like life around you is raining and miserable and you're feeling heavy with everything going on in the world right now, I want this month, especially right now, um, in the podcast, in whatever I'm putting out into the world, I want it to be Um, a breath of fresh air for you. Today, earlier today, I was watching a video of a YouTuber who was reviewing a song. And I guess he reviews a lot of songs I've never seen him before, although he, he appeared to have a lot of followers. And he was reviewing the song Reckless Love. And if you've never heard that song before, please go take a listen. But It's this beautiful song about the love of God. And the man who was reviewing the song, he's not a Christian. It appeared that perhaps he grew up um, with some Catholic upbringing. I don't know. But he was listening to the song. And when Corey Ashbury um, started talking about the story of Jesus leaving the 99 for the one, this YouTuber started tearing up. He started crying. And at the end of his 
time listening to this song that he had never heard before, Reckless Love, he looked at the camera and he said, I guess my question is, you have these beautiful stories, this beautiful image of a God who loves the world. But why can't, why can't we love like that? And it was a very convicting, very powerful video because this message of love, this message of a God who loves the world so much that he sent his only son to come and die for it and to save it. It's the most beautiful message. And you could see this young man just reacting to this powerful, powerful story. Um, and I, I just pray that if you are a believer, that you take some time this month, this month of July, to just step back and know um, that you are loved, that you matter to God, and that the way you live matters. And if you're not a believer, I pray that you would know the same thing, that you are loved, that you matter, that you have a purpose. But especially if you're a believer, man, I pray that you are hope-filled. It doesn't mean that every day is this easy, breezy, beautiful day, right? Because these are hard days. But it does mean that there is something, something that's lifting you away from the heaviness that this world carries. And the last few years, the month of July, my husband, he's a school administrator, and so we've been able to take a month as a family to just regroup. It's a time to disconnect from the distractions and try to focus on the essentials. I step away from a lot of social media, and this year I'm going to be doing a lot of that and also... Uh, stepping away from a lot of the behind the scenes stuff that I do for this podcast. You hopefully won't even notice that I do that because I have an amazing assistant named Tara who is going to get this podcast out every week and who um, will help keep me on track. So if we do things right, you won't even notice. But the reason I'm telling you is because I hope that you can take a step back this month too a step back to remember the hope to which you've been called, a step back to find joy in the world around you and the people around you and the hope that you have, and a step back to remember, to remember the realness that Christ gives us. And just laugh, laugh with your loved ones. Laughter is good medicine and we all need some of it right now. In fact, I'm pretty sure studies have shown that laughter increases your immunity. So it is medicine. I don't know if that's 100% true, but I think it is. So I'm just going to go with it. Any, anyway, everything has a season. And I know for many of us, uh, these past few months have been a season of carrying a lot of heaviness and burdens around. And maybe you felt like you've been in limbo about a lot of things. Maybe you've been burdened with the weight of what's happening in the world. Whatever you are doing, whoever you are, whatever your story, my guess is these past few months have been a bit of a struggle. So my encouragement, again, take a step back. Unplug if you can. 
listen to people's stories of how they can find joy and laughter, even even if this summer isn't going to look like you had planned. And I pray that you may have an incredible month of July. Today's guest, you are going to be excited to know, has been on here before. And she's just one of my favorite people. She is full of joy. She's on a mission to spread hope and joy and laughter wherever she goes. She's not afraid to put on a ridiculous chicken costume and dance to party music for the sake of a friend's amusement. And she's not afraid to tell her embarrassing stories of accidentally calling 911. Stay tuned for that. And you know what? She's not afraid of being authentic and sharing the joy she's found in Christ on today's podcast. I'm excited for her to be back sharing today, and I think you'll love our conversation. Welcome back to the Finding Something Real podcast. I'm joined today by a very special guest who's here to talk about living with joy and laughter, even when things don't always go the way that you planned. And today's guest, if you are a listener, a regular listener of this podcast, you may recognize because she has been on this podcast before. Once or twice, Kristen, or three twice. times, twice. twice. She's been on this podcast twice. Um, the plan was that she was going to become kind of a regular contributor at one point because uh, we had such a good time, but we're both kind of busy, so that didn't happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Life doesn't always go the way you want. Although this person is a very good friend of mine. We see each other uh, usually a couple times a week. Yes. Um, very very special person in my life, um, just a gift from God and um, fun to be around. She's a pastor's wife, a mom to three, a ministry leader, uh, a worship leader, and um, she's here to talk about that topic of laughing out loud. We please welcome back my friend, Kristen DeGrossier, DeGrossalier, we're still not sure, but we're going to call her Kristen DeGrossier. Welcome back, Kristen. It's Janelle Wood. <laughs> well, I've just decided I I like pronouncing the way your name should be I pronounced know. versus... It's fancy. I know. Have you, yeah, have you gone to that fancy. side yet? Have you decided that that's really how you're going to pronounce it? Well, if I'm going to dress like you, I should be Kristen DeGrossier today. <laughs> My what comes out of my mouth will probably more Kristen DeGrossalier, but oh, you know, okay. We'll try. <laughs> you may want to listen to some of the previous episodes. <laughs> this conversation, yes. <laughs> Fly your weirdo flag. That's the second one you titled oh, it, right? Yeah, right? I did. I did. That's the Kristen DeGrossalier. That's for sure. Yeah. Which, by the way, you do have a habit of sharing some pretty funny stories oh, on here. Man. Do you have? Do you have one to start us off today? Actually, I do. It was. Just today, on the way to Hot Mess Joy Club, I was uh, running late, as usual, and I was going to our friend's house, and it was really bumpy. I don't know what the heck is going on with my phone. It was bumping so much. It called 911. <laughs> no, it didn't. called 911. And then I freaked out and turned it off. But of course, you know, they're good, and they care about people. They called me right back. and like, is everything okay? And I guess I'm so sorry. My phone actually called you. It was bumping so much. It just called you like, well, can you please not hang up next time and let us know? I'm like, okay. Thank you for You're calling lying. back. Thank that you for doing what really you did. I'm, I'm not kidding. Ever since I got this phone case too, it it will send out that emergency signal. This is 
this is, I believe the first time is actually called 911, but it keeps sending out that emergency signal. I think it's done it like three or four times. It's, I, I don't even, I don't know. You know, what's funny about that is um, in the first episode that we recorded together, you shared, I think, the story of you calling 911 on your husband. Uh, I guess. I and then I'm pretty and sure and, the second yeah. time uh, that we uh, talked, you talked about calling 911 as a non-emergency um, oh my to gosh, get a hold this of is a pattern. A <laughs> this is such a pattern. And then we got there and Sean was like, um, my, my middle, my 10 year old son was like, Oh mom, or did you mean to call? Were you hoping to talk to officer Peterson? I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's, I got pulled over in front of our house a couple of years ago. And, uh, it was like, apparently on the, uh, you know how people can listen to the, the radar thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so a guy from our church, he then heard because he listens all the time. just one of those funny, weird guys. And he paddled on me to Chris and the board that your wife just got pulled over in Chelan Falls. And um, I, I was trying to just be really nice to the cop, but I'm a spaz. And I said, are you new around here? And um, he's, uh, I said, cause I've gotten to know, you know, some of the cops around here. And, and he said, Oh, he said, no, it's probably, I've been here, but it's probably just the beard. And I said, Oh, he looks really nice. <laughs> And the kids were in the back, like dying, laughing, like, oh my gosh. And he just kind of looked at me, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, I can't believe I just said that. But he was already like, letting me off the hook. I didn't have to butter him up, but I I am so awkward. I'm so awkward. So um, he let me go with a warning that I will not speed into Chelan Falls anymore. But that, oh my gosh, the kids and my husband relentlessly teased me about Officer Peterson. I'm like, oh my god! You speed all the You're time, nice though. Beard. The I'm other like, oh day we were driving into Chelan Falls, and I was going the speed limit, and you were riding my tail. So <laughs> I need to get better about that. Oh my gosh! Okay, <laughs> well, <laughs> another signature story. <laughs> well, I seriously, all the nine one ones and the cops. Every single story has been about that. What in the world? I. Wow, I didn't even notice know. that till today. I Thank I you. think it's just God supplying some good you I know, just, wow. um, I material know. for your comedy hour uh, in a few years. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, oh my gosh. <clears throat> on that note, when I was thinking about the month of July and um, how I wanted to make it a little bit lighter, uh, talk to some people about keeping joy and humor in the midst of the crazy. I, of course, thought about you because um, of, you know, uh, no. you're that you're that friend in my life. And I know um, I've shared this, I believe, on the podcast before, but definitely I've shared with you in person that, um, you know, we we both go to something called Hot Mesh Joy Club, which you've talked about mm-hmm. on this podcast before. And, and I'd love for you to share more about that again. But I also have told you that you are the embodiment of Hot Mesh Joy Club. Oh, my goodness. And so now that Hot Mesh Joy Club has kind of evolved into mm-hmm. something more than that, um, yeah. especially in this season, I just wanted you on here to share about it. So yeah, 
with that, will you tell me a little bit more about what Hot Mesh Joy Club slash life is all about? Yes, I would love to. Um, so about three and a half years ago, uh, we were still getting settled in here in Chelan, and I was just really struggling. I had a six-week-old baby. My daughter had been diagnosed five months prior with a life-changing diagnosis. Um, and my, my grandpa had passed away. We had sold our first home, just lots and lots of change and transition. Um, my husband was taking a new position, uh, leading a church and all these things, uh, wrapped up in one equaled a major basket case of a person of me. <laughs> and, um, I was just really struggling to find my place and, find connection. And um, so I was looking for it in some other places, which was great, but I just couldn't commit to it because some of the places were just kind of farther away and I just couldn't commit to being gone like that. And plus I knew that, you know, I wanted to bloom where I was planted and make a difference where I'm planted here locally and in our own community. So my husband, knowing how much I need community um, and that very much affects me and how I'm doing um, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, all the ways. He said, why don't you start something? I was like, oh, well, why did I think about that? And so I did. And we started having a ladies gathering at our house here. And so that was the first year. And it was about five or six of us that and you were a part of that uh, when we first got started. And it was just a really great way to start out, build some intimacy and some um, just continuity and just kind of an identity as we figured out who we were. And then uh, I was encouraged um, by a friend who just one of those friends who just pushes you along and encourages you when you don't think you have what it takes to do it. Um, she encouraged me to, yes, do it again, but move it into town. And so we had a perfect location. Uh, actually, the place we used to live at, which is the parsonage next to our church campus or in our church building, and um and it's great and it grew and we more than doubled in size that year and then lots of awesome stuff that year and then this last fall we started our third season and it has grown um i believe uh probably i don't know quintupled <laughs> probably times five or six no actually no 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 probably septupled <laughs> sevenfold or whatever um the the women that it's been reaching and um it's just been incredible and i love it love it love it because um my my heart and my dream my vision from the get-go with a gathering of women like this is that it's women of all different ages stages backgrounds experiences coming together to learn from each other and to inspire each other, help each other. Like I am so grateful for the older women that come who are finding their place here among us, young, crazy, hot mess, you know, moms trying to raise our little monkeys and operate our circuses. And to know that like there is life on the other side, keep doing what we're doing and we'll survive too. And our kids will be okay. So that's been a real blessing. So um, speed forward, enter the quarantine time, <laughs> which definitely threw everybody for a loop. And um, 
I started doing, we had so much community built up. I didn't want people to feel isolated. That's exactly what we're trying to fight against. And so I started, um, uh, we started doing Facebook live for Tuesdays and I, um, I would like do my part and welcome people and just kind of some fun, random stuff. And then we'd, we would go on over to Brandy, another part of the group, and she would share a devotional thought and then come back to me. And I would just kind of play off on what she said and would answer, uh, ask questions and just encourage people to comment and, and engage that way. And then um, at the end, I, it was really not even planned. I was originally going to give it away as a gift, but I, I thought of this thing called Queen Quarantine Fun Packs. And just kind of something fun to get people excited. And, and I, anyways, I ended up putting on a chicken suit that first week. And then I ended up wearing that blasted chicken suit, probably half of this quarantine, just trying to bring laughter and joy to people. And um, so we would give that away every week from just different random questions and just fun, lighthearted stuff. And then somewhere along the line, because I believe we started that in March, um, I... I remember even talking with you and some of the other leadership about maybe expanding Hot Mess Joy Club so that we could invite our other women, you know, friends and family who were all over the country and, you know, different parts of the world even to experience a community um, that we have established and just the, the camaraderie and the encouragement that was happening and so um, you were actually integral in making that happen. Like you're just, you know stuff about many things. And me, I just kind of like deer in the headlights about a lot of stuff. Like I have a hard time like, oh, <laughs> you know, just getting from A to B a lot of times. But you had, you laid out a good idea. And remember, remember talking to the group about it. Everybody's like, yeah, that's a good idea. Everybody loved it. But I hadn't heard any feedback from people. And, um, but everybody's trying to, you know, quarantine crisis schooling with their kids and like, okay, I'm not going to push this. And then one night I was on Facebook. And this was several weeks later. Yeah. Just several weeks later, April 13th. And it's like the Lord had been putting that on my heart, you know, do this group to this group. But I was just like, no, I'm scared. I don't know what I'm doing and blah, blah, blah. And then I, I saw, um, a fellow pastor's wife friend who puts just basically kind of her heart out on Facebook and say, if you're a praying person, can you please pray for me? I'm really struggling. I thought that, you know, when we moved to our new place, you know, like a few months ago and, and just a new start that my depression would be better, but turns out it's not. And the quarantine has made it so much worse. And that just was like the straw that broke the camel's back for me. And I'm like, enough is enough. I'm doing this. And so <laughs> I, I stayed up. I just kind of had that fire lit in my heart and my soul. And I just like was kind of just that nervous, excited energy. And it's like, okay, Lord, I don't know what I'm doing, but God, if you're leading this, okay, well, I'll do this. Help, help, help. Uh, but I, I started it and, um, and then I just, I can't believe it. In a month it had grown to a thousand women. And then um, it's pretty much slowed down the second month, but we're still, we're at over 1,100 women all over the country and even a couple different countries outside the U.S. And um, 
we are now at, we've got seven women in the group who have been speaking day, like at once, um, you know, everybody has a day of the week to speak and um, we've been doing themes and it's just been awesome. And I've had so many women reach out to me and other members of the team who God just again lined up and put in my heart to talk to um, that uh, we're doing these themes and, and uh, all these women are contacting us like, wow, I, we need this so much. This has been such a blessing to me during this time. It's like, okay, every time it's like more confirmation. Thank you, Lord. I don't want fear to ever stop me from something that you're calling me to do. Cause this isn't about me. This isn't, about my, I mean, I'm, I'm glad and excited that he's using me, but this is God's thing. And, uh, and he will, he will equip you and, and make it happen. Even if you have no idea what you're doing. Yeah, he does. That's awesome. So if somebody's listening to this right now and they're interested in the hot mesh joy life, are they invited to join? Uh, and if they wanted to, how could they find out about it? Absolutely. Um, yes, I would say, um, if you know, Janelle, you can like message her or you can actually look at hot mess joy life and you can ask to be, you know, accepted. There's a couple, just a few basic questions to ask about how you heard of it, what you hope to get out of it. Um, cause it, we have it set to private just to, you know, keep the trolls out and stuff. Um, but it's really, it's been great. There's really been nothing. It's just been positive and encouraging and uplifting. And again, this is for women, again, who, if you don't know what you believe, you're welcome to be here. This is a safe place to ask questions. Um, I mean, I just think back to when I was a young woman, oh my goodness, what I wouldn't have done to be a part of a group like this, to just learn things and how to adult, <laughs> you know, uh, learn in the areas where I wasn't, you know, necessarily taught to do that or just how to figure things out. And um, it's just been so inspiring and encouraging. And so um, all are welcome. I love how I've become kind of a fun aunt, if you will, to your exchange girls, <laughs> at, at least Ruby and Tati and stuff and, and uh, Lou. Um, so I'm, I know that they're a part of the group. I don't know how much they like watch or listen, but I'm so glad that they're there. You know, and they're like 19. 18, 19, or well, yeah. maybe less, but um, I just love it because it's from, for ages, you know, like 18 up to a hundred or whatever, <laughs> as long as they want to be on there and engage, be a part of something good and encouraging to just help bring up that next generation of women who need that encouragement and inspiration. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. So if you're a woman and you're looking for some online community, something encouraging uh, and uplifting, check out Hot Mesh Joy Life. Now, I want to clarify something because I, I think it does come up once in a while. When I invite somebody to Hot Mesh Joy Life, um, it's either, it's one of two reactions, really, Kristen. It's either, oh, thank you. You think I'm a hot mess? Or it's like, oh, oh my uh, crickets. So um, right. either the name resonates right. or there if it's somebody invites you, <laughs> And, and that's what I, I think, um, just processing out loud here, I would think that it's one of those things where people automatically identify with yeah. that, perhaps, but yeah. without like a personal invitation of, hey, I don't think you're a hot mess, 
but I think that the world around us kind of feels like a hot mess sometimes. Right. And um, there's joy to be had in the midst yes. of a crazy chaotic world. Um, yes. Without that explanation, sometimes it can feel a little strange when you get an invitation to a group like that. So I just want to clarify right. that when you're saying hot mess joy life, it's not a descriptor of the person. Right. It's a descriptor of the world that we live in. Is that would that be well, fair right. to say? And a lot of times too, and you know, as you and I have talked about, I mean, we can feel like a hot mess in the situations uh, that we're dealing with, but it doesn't mean that we are, but that regardless, there is joy to be found. And a lot of times, I, one of my favorite quotes was, um, oh, I wish I would have um, remembered it, but something about when you find people who, you know, that you can identify with and who echo with the cries of me too, um, those weirdos are your people. <laughs> like those are, those are your tribe, like hold on to them. And it is so true. Um, we need each other. I, I think that in this, you know, like Pinterest, Martha Stewart world. Yes. Thank you. It says when you find people who not only tolerate your quirks, but yes. celebrate them with cries of me too, be sure to cherish them because those weirdos are your tribe. Amen. Amen. So that is what this is all about. And um, it is just so important that we stick together. And as I was saying, we can feel so much pressure to look and be perfect, whatever stage we find ourselves in. And especially with social media, especially with Pinterest and, you know, extreme makeover stuff, like all that. And I mean, that's fine if you want it, but like, I've been trying to like, even when I do something that maybe looks even slightly Pinterest worthy when I like try to make little treats for the kids or whatever, occasionally, um, I've been trying to show the mess too, that like, okay, because I focus on this area, everything else is a complete and total disaster everywhere else. And like, that's reality. And I guess I've been trying to just take off the facade that women feel the pressure to keep on and to pretend like, oh, I'm great, everything's okay. And no, not everything is awesome all the time. And we need a safe place to share those burdens, to share those struggles, um, to just come alongside each other and lift each other up. And like, it's going to be okay. We're going to get through this together. This is just a season. Hmm. And I mean, if anything for hot mess joy club, it's for me too. I, <laughs> I need all the women. I need all of you and, and the encouragement and the inspiration that have given me to, to better myself, to become a better, you know, wife, mother, just even follower of Jesus. It's been instrumental in my walk with, mm -hmm. with God and, um, and just being an adult, just being a person. It's just been really helpful to me. And I hope and pray that it has been to each and every woman in there. Yeah. As we talked about, you're a pastor's wife and you also have multiple children um, who are different phases. And um, when COVID hit, you, like everybody else, um, were faced with some different challenges, including that crisis, schooling from mm -hmm. home. 
um, your church basically going to online services and, um, you know, all, all the things that so many of us are familiar with at this point. You also um, live in the same world we live in, which is, you know, COVID out there and murder hornets and, you know, injustice and crime and all sorts of fun things. So um, what is it that makes you go to this place of joy or trying to spread joy versus going inward? Or is it a struggle? And I mean, is that something that just comes naturally to you? Or because not everybody would don a chicken suit and go play a bunch of, you know, crazy music or something. I don't know what kind of music you had playing out of that boom box for my, she did Wait, a drive by party. birthday. <laughs> she did a drive by birthday for me at the beginning of April. She organized this whole thing where people drive, drove by and here she is dancing around with a chicken suit. My other friend Katie's in a dinosaur suit. <laughs> I, mean, I should so probably bad. share some of that when I advertise this. Uh, that, that's the kind of person you are, but some people would just go inward And, you know, so I'm just wondering, that must come naturally to you, some of that. Well, I mean, yes and no. I've always been one who's just like to bring people laughter and joy. But I've also been one who has definitely struggled with depression a number of times um, over the years, um, mostly circumstantially. um, Like I said, like when we moved here and started all over, that was not my finest moments of living, <laughs> but um, I just, I don't know, as, as I, as I get older and just learn more about, more about myself and life and, and following Jesus, um, like, man, sometimes I see, I've taken things way too seriously and life is meant to be um, a gift <laughs> and and a joy. I mean, not that every waking moment is going to be so blissful and wonderful and joyful. I mean, that's life is hard. Life itself is refining. Um, but it doesn't mean that it has to be a drudgery. Like there is joy to be found. And I've found the most joy and freedom, um, and, and peace, um, because of Jesus. And I feel like I remember there's also a verse in the something about, I think it's in the Proverbs 31 woman who I will never live up to, but um, about how never like she never. will laugh at the future, you know? And like, I just remember at the beginning of the quarantine, you know, as much as I was, I had some, um, you know, just sort of feelings of like fear that we're wanting to just kind of, latch onto my head and, and take over because I've, I've definitely dealt with some anxiety and stuff before more than that, because I think of where I was with God, I had more of this excitedness, this anticipation, like things I couldn't entirely even put my fingers on, but I just kept thinking like, Lord, you're going to do something. You have placed me here for such a time as this. And that has been the passage for me, uh, which is going back to um, the book of Esther, that um, just a little small book in the Old Testament of the Bible and how she recognizes the, the position and the place that God has put her in for such a time to 
save her people. And obviously this is not the same correlation in that context with me, but there is so much fear and hurt and loneliness and things going on right now. And I've just felt just that, that excitement welling up in me from the get-go, like, Lord, you are giving us opportunities like never before and where people will maybe be more receptive to hearing about why I have this hope and this joy, why I'm not giving in to freaking out about everything. And it's because of you. And it's because ultimately you are in control. Nothing is happening in this world that you don't see. And you are one that can work all things together for good. And you can make um, beauty from ashes. You can make graves into gardens. And ultimately, once you embrace that and believe that, you can do anything. You can laugh at the future. You can put on a chicken suit. You can chase a cop down, trying to give him some hot chocolate to thank him. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, the, the limits, there, there are no limits. <laughs> you know, really, there's, just, there's always things that you can do simply to, to bring joy and hope to people. And that's what I just, I don't know, that's what I feel like part of my, my goal in life is to do is just to bring joy and let people know that they are seen and they are loved mm. because God sees them and loves them. I think too, it multiplies, you know, joy. It's, it's an interesting it's thing when we, yeah, when we push out, cause I, I definitely have struggled with fear and anxiety, especially mm -hmm. Um, when I was younger and this whole situation has reminded me of some of those things, you know, yes. and I think if I wasn't in the place where I am at now spiritually, it'd be very, very easy to go back to that, especially given the current climate of our world and all yes. the things that feel exactly. um, so uncertain and, and scary. Yes. And um, one thing that I think is so interesting about trying to focus on spreading joy is it doesn't leave a lot of room for that fear and anxiety right. to take hold. Right. Because as long as you're focused on that, um, you know, it, it just, there's less of, fear doesn't have that grip anymore. It's yes. like you've replaced it with something else. Yes. And I think that's kind of the secret when you see people who are out doing the thing where they're, they're stepping out in faith to be a little silly or be... Yes. Um, like my friend Kristen, <laughs> who I love very much, or whatever, um, there is a, a re reciprocation that happens, a boomerang, yes. boomerang effect that um, you can't really fully describe unless you've done it. And yes. it just gets bigger and bigger um, yes. the more you get out there. And, and, and it, you become a, kind of addicted to it, too, because, yeah. like, oh, my gosh, I got to do this. I, I, it's so much fun. It's it so is. Much fun. And it's so much more like just life giving when you find yourself like, okay, who can I bless today? Who can I make laugh today? Who can I do something unexpected to just let them know that they're not alone. And man, it's, it, it changes the trajectory even of your life and your day when you do those things. I'm not saying I do that stuff every day. I'm, I'm like the rest of us trying to figure out, to get to the end of the day with the kids intact and you know the house intact but um when i start my day out and asking god to help me you know to see people through his perspective 
that's when things can get fun and interesting. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I, I think it's really a perspective shift too. You know, I was thinking, um, as we were sharing, um, years ago before I had kids, I worked for, um, the prosecutor's office in a very large County in Washington state. And, um, it was a, a tough job. I was an advocate for um, misdemeanor crimes, domestic violence crimes. And I, I helped walk mostly women through a criminal justice system that was cumbersome and frustrating. And oftentimes the results were not what um, the alleged victim wanted. And so, um, you know, that kind of thing gets pretty heavy. And I remember going through the season where this small group of people that worked in the misdemeanor unit, there were about eight of us, um, you know, you start to feel a little heavy. They moved us down the road. So we weren't even with the other prosecutors and other um, people f- with the, the county. And so we kind of felt like we were on our own little hole. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and here we are working on these really hard cases that a lot of times there's not a good outcome. There's no perfect outcome for. And we started bringing some whimsy into what we were doing. Every Thursday during lunchtime, we would try to order some food. We'd sit down and we'd watch The Office together. Yes. Um, we started doing uh, like some every week when we'd come every, I think it was almost every day, when we'd come back with some sort of um, story from the courtroom, <laughs> we would write something ridiculous that we had seen in court that day and it. put it into a box. I love and it. And then we would... Um, we would choose which story was the funniest for that person to get a trophy for the week. I and love it. we would that have so awards. Like yes, too. I know. So good. We had we had somebody who I, I won't say his name, but he was basically Steve Carell. You know, like, oh my god. We had the whole thing and a Dwight. <laughs> and, oh my um, god. We had such a great time. And I feel like, you know, even with this, um, with my kids, you know, one of the things that we've done is we've tried to do these happy special days, which yes. are so silly. But for my kids, they're not because once a it week, that's your happy them. special day and yes. we're going to celebrate you and we're going to have fun, dang it, whether you like it or not kind of thing. <laughs> and um, <laughs> you yes. get to pick a song and you get to pick what we're having for lunch. And yeah. uh, you get at the end of the day, when we say what our highlights are, we sit down and we say what we love about you. And yeah. I just think that sometimes we do take life so serious, which yeah. Uh, there are so many things to be serious about, but it is so fun to focus on the joy and to look yes. for the silver linings because yes. as you see them, you'll, you'll see even more. So yes. um, do you have any tangible or any resources that maybe have helped you keep like a lighter perspective or, and if it's hot mesh joy life and you, you want to plug that or, and talk about that, that's great. But if there's something that's helped you during the season, especially the last few months to just kind of stay, in this place of lightness. And Definitely. Um, yes, thank you. I will give a plug to Hot Miss Joy Life and our local Hot Miss Joy Club. Um, that has really given me, you know, um, sometimes you need um, an extra reason to get out of bed other than your life. <laughs> <laughs> <Good story. laughs> no, I. The struggle is real for me with that one, but just the idea that um, I am—I have give, been given a platform to share truth and encouragement with other women. Um, it's interesting how that makes things shift in your own mind, and how you suddenly feel responsible and 
for attending to your own heart and mind. And um, so that has been really good. Um, and it's been really, really amazing to hear from the other incredible women leaders, including you on there, who are sharing. Again, it's the same topic each week, but I love how we each share it from a different perspective, a different story to share, uh, maybe different scriptures that we're tying in. Sometimes it, it lines up and it correlates, but some a lot of times it doesn't. And that's been an absolute joy and privilege. Um, I'd also say um, just watching what you are listening to. I like, I heard your podcast from your friends, Kim Juarez and Michelle Tupin the other day. And it was the one, think about what you're thinking about. And that has been really um, going in my mind since then. Um, that's so important. We, and we actually talked about it at Hot Mess Joy Club this morning. It's so easy to just like let the, the default of um, craziness um, be speaking the script in our minds and, and setting the course for our days. Um, but we have to be very intentional about what we are allowing in. And especially in this time when there's so much fear mongering, there is so much propaganda um, and trying to get people to manipulate it, to pay attention to the left or the right or whatever. And it's like, no, you got to listen to Jesus. <laughs> mm -hmm. You got to listen for truth. Um, what is right and good and pure. I keep thinking I, my, one of my favorite passages is Philippians four. And I believe it starts at like four through nine and just, you know, about thinking about whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever's right, whatever's true, admirable, think about these things. Um, and then about, you know, not worry about anything, uh, but in everything, my prayer and petition with Thanksgiving, present your requests to God and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And so I've just been trying to keep those things in the forefront of my mind. Um, thankfully we don't have like, uh, you know, a TV station, so I'm not watching the news. I still, you know, get news on my phone, but I just... I kind of just try not to listen to it or like read it. I do see some things on Facebook every now and then. Um, well, on one hand, I want to be somewhat informed. On the other hand, you know what? God's in control. <laughs> That's kind of what I come back to because it is too much to process. Mm -hmm. As my husband puts it, uh, with all the information coming at us, it's like trying to drink water out of a fire hose. You know, we're like getting blown back and it's too much. And so we really, really have to um, be mindful about what we're listening to, what we're letting in, because it ultimately will affect the script of our minds and our hearts. And so, yes, I've been intentional about listening to good things, good podcasts, including Finding Something Real. <laughs> There's a plug for you. <laughs> and Mom Struggling Well, which is one of my favorite motherhood ones. Um, you know, different sermons, um, and then reading books. And then if, if I'm going to watch something, you better believe it's going to be The Office because I need a good laugh. And that's my kind of humor. How so. can you stream The Office right now? Is it available somewhere? Um, it's on Netflix still. I believe. Is it? Mm -hmm. Okay. But we otherwise, we do own all seven seasons. I will say just to piggyback on what you just said, because uh, I agree with all of it. Um, one of the things that has helped me stay positive during the season is having one friend to hang out with. Um, yeah. And that's um, been something. 
Yes. Oh, that has been so life-giving and good. Even when we were in lockdown, we would yes. meet in, in our the vans, parking lot, in, in our minivans, yes. <laughs> parked ten feet away from each other, yeah. and um, and just have that time to see somebody in person and and yes. just encourage and get each away other. from the house and our- <laughs> for a minute, for a minute, Breathe. and uh, Adult so conversation. To, no matter what you know the coming months hold, whether you know that ends up being something we have to do again or not, but I feel like right. that was very. Um, life giving and sanity giving um final question uh you may know this by heart now especially since you apparently listen to my podcast but i will say it because i Mm -hmm. always do you know this podcast it's about finding something real in relationship with jesus finding restoration or redemption eternity authenticity and love Uh, i truly believe that in christ is where we can find those things and it's something that the world doesn't offer so of those things we can have in Christ in relationship with him, what is it that stands out to you the most right now in your se- this season of life and why? Yes, it is love. I have been so much uh, just trying to, to see love, I guess, in a different light. Again, that's one of those other words in our culture that's been way overused in the wrong context. And when you think about love and the way that God created it to be and through even Jesus, um, it takes on a whole new meaning. And, um, and I know you've talked about this before too, like the chosen, holy moly, if you can get your hands on that to watch that, please, please, please watch it. I've been a follower of Jesus my whole life. Of course, I've had some low moments and walk away times, but, you know, God has been so gracious to, to bring me back. Um, and I've, you know, walked back to him and come running at times, but, um, it just shows a whole new, um, idea of Jesus and the reality of how he really could have been and how the disciples could have been. And, um, I've been so impacted by his con, you know, how he connected with people and, Anyways, I've even been thinking about during the quarantine time with, oh my gosh, my kids and the constant fighting, but just about like what loving each other really looks like. And, um, and I keep thinking about how um, there's an old song that I used to sing at our last church, but um, they'll know we are Christians by our love. And more than ever, we need to be authentic lovers of of Jesus and people if we are going to be taken at all seriously if the climate of this world is to be changed we have to get out there and love and so this brought me back to Romans 12 12 9 through there we go 9 through 21 sorry it's kind of long but love must be sincere hate what is evil cling to what is good be devoted to one another in love Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need and practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. 
Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge and I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heat burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And I don't know of any other passage that describes love in such tangible ways. So that's, that's awesome. where it's at. I think I shared that same passage um, in Hot Mesh Joy I Life on Thursday. I think last week, yes. <laughs> and yes. I think my response at the end was, well, that's hard. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. Yeah. But even if we like, honestly, like, okay, Lord, help me to pick this one thing, you know, to do like, um, you know, um, to what does it look like to honor one another above myself? Okay, Lord, help me to learn what that looks like, you know, and do that. God, how do I be joyful in hope? Oh, you know, how do I be patient in affliction or faithful in prayer? Lord, help me to know how to do that. Or, you know, Lord, show me people who are in need so I can share with them, you know, give me opportunities to, to share what I have with others. And, and um, I think when we can just break it down and even ask God to show us the right thing at the right time um, to do, because yeah, that's a huge list to do, but it's not like it's a checklist that we have to do. It's like once we're following Jesus and he's, he's, he's helping us live our lives and we're following his leading, he's just going to bring that stuff up at the right time and give us an opportunity. And it's just simply going with that opportunity and loving the person right in front of you through whatever action that is at that time. And yeah. so that's what I've been learning and dwelling on a lot lately and praying that God will use me uh, to love people right in mm -hmm. front of me in the way that they need loved and cared for. Mm, I love that. And I, I love what you just said. It's one of my favorite things to say is if God is giving it, I want it. Yes. And uh, he gives it me at the right time. Too. So me Kristen, too. this is fun. I'll have you on here again. Oh, Next time you have another police story, please let me know. Oh, we'll make sure that you come on here to continue your saga of 911 calls. And uh, yeah. if you're interested in Kristen's ministry, please check out Hot Mesh Joy Life on Facebook. It's, mm -hmm. it's fantastic. Yes, all are welcome. Would love to have you. Yeah, it is going to look a little bit different this summer, but we're still going to be there. And then we'll hit the ground running again with the full lineup in the fall. But there's still life on there. And yes. there's going to be some, I think, some really great contributors throughout the summer, too, talking yes. about wholeness yes, and health. And, yes. Uh, it's so you want to, now's a good time to get on there. But yes, anyway, indeed. thank you, Kristen. I love you. Thank you. I love you, too, Janelle. Until next time. Thank you, friend, for listening to the Finding Something Real podcast. This is a grace filled, Christ centered podcast for those who are wandering, wondering, or simply needing to be encouraged in their faith journeys. I hope you'll come back next week when I'll most likely be sharing a conversation with another guest about their journey towards finding something real. And if you're on Instagram, please come find me. On Fridays, I share Instagram Live podcast recaps at 11.45 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So if you're over there on the gram, you can join me for some fun live awkwardness. <laughs> And finally, if you're someone who was encouraged by today's podcast and you have friends who would benefit from hearing the story shared here, would you go ahead and share? You can do that by hitting subscribe, leaving a review, or sharing a link. 
Your telling others about this podcast helps bring other people along. And finally, just so you know, if you only remember one thing about this podcast, I hope it is this. No matter who you are or what you've done, Jesus Christ loves you, and a real relationship with Him is a treasure trove of restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love. He's offering that gift to you today. I pray you believe it.